You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. This week, we're excited to bring you excerpts from Pastor Ben Stewart's newest book, Rest in War. It's our prayer that these moments together will help you learn how to struggle well, fight for progress, and to know the one who has fought for you. If today's content moves you, make sure to go and grab a copy of Rest in War wherever books are sold. Devotion over Discipline Paul told his young protege, Timothy, the goal of our instruction is love, from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from a sincere faith. 1 Timothy 1.5 Our target is not discipline, it is devotion. If your study of God's Word or attendance at religious services does not become a deeper love for Him in your heart, then you're doing it wrong. In Paul's pre-apostle life, he was a religious performance junkie. He was obsessed. He reveled in his titles, status, education, demonstrations of zeal, and conformity to the law. After his life-changing encounter with Jesus, though, his whole world shifted. He said, Whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Philippians 3, 7, and 8. What Paul once so cherished, the accumulation of accolades and accomplishments, he now considered garbage. What did he prize now? Truly knowing Jesus. Intimacy with him. Not only did Paul say that knowing Christ was his prize, he said it was his ongoing pursuit. Not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Verse 12. Christ had made Paul his own, chasing him down and laying claim to him. Now Paul's joyful aim in life was to pursue an unrestrained enjoyment of the God who had come for him when he was a self-righteous wreck. We get to have the same joyful aim in life that Paul had. We get to use all manner of activities for the great aim of enjoying the one who gladly gave himself up for us. Any discipline we practice is a way to express and deepen our devotion to the Almighty. Paul called this the mature way to perceive the Christian life. Our pursuit is a person, not a set of practices. Paul didn't want believers to lose this aim. He once expressed his concern about it in the terms of fear. I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from the sincere and pure devotion to Christ. 2 Corinthians 11.3 We must be watchful of this subtle detour the devil might launch into our minds at this point in the journey. The goal is an honest and sincere pursuit of intimacy with the Almighty. Anything less is disappointing and dangerous. For this reason, I prefer the word devotion. In Greek, the word we translate devotion is the combination of the words good and beside. This is the aim of the Christian life, to become increasingly good at being close beside the Lord to really know and love him. When Jesus was asked what's the greatest commandment, he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, Matthew 22, 37. The goal of all our endeavors is love. 
So let's ditch Listianity and take up true Christianity. Let's be watchful against a soulless religion and stay centered on a soul-satisfying relationship. How do we do this? Well, in the previous section, we discussed how the enemy exploits our wiring and tendencies to derail us from our purpose and destroy our lives. Now, here's the good news. The same mind, affections, and will the enemy manipulates for evil can be harnessed for good. You have the power to use them to pursue what you treasure most. Reset your mind to change your mindset. However you conceive of spirituality, it is primarily a battle of the mind. What you think about is what you care about, and what you care about you will chase. That's why Paul told the Colossians, set your mind on things that are above, Colossians 3.2. If you want to change your mindset, you need to change what you set your mind upon. Our actions are chosen based on the options presented. A changed life begins with a changed mind. When Paul called the Romans to no longer be conformed to this world, he presented the means of renovation. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind, Romans 12.2. He understood that to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace, Romans 8.6. When he told the Ephesians to put off the old self, he also said, be renewed in the spirit of your minds, Ephesians 4.22-23. When he called the Philippians to abandon an inferior, rules-based version of spirituality, he challenged them. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Philippians 4.8 The first step we take, the step championed over and over again in the scripture, is to load our mind with thoughts of God. The key is to remember we're not talking about a mere mental exercise. As we saw earlier, the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from a sincere faith, 1 Timothy 1.5. In Jonathan Edwards' expansive treatise on the nature of spirituality, he concluded, true religion consists in holy affections. Knowledge of God serves as the fuel for the fires of our affections for Him. When I first met Donna, I was immediately attracted to her. I felt a stirring for her in my heart. But what did that internal impulse drive me to do? To talk to her, to go to dinner with her, to call her on the phone and to read the notes she wrote me. What was I doing? What all of us do? Feeding the fires of our passions with information. I wanted to know her more because love seeks knowledge of the beloved. We load our minds with thoughts of God in order to stir our hearts with a passion for God, which then propels us to live lives that honor and enjoy God. The more we see Him, the more we become like Him. The more we become like Him, the more we fulfill our created intent as image bearers in the world. Paul explained to the Corinthians, We all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. 2 Corinthians 3.18 Beholding becomes transforming. When we look more and more like Him, we begin to take up our God-given calling that we misplaced long ago. So go behold Him. Go seek the knowledge of your beloved. 
Find ways to cultivate intimacy with the Almighty and deepen your devotion to Him. Harness all the means at your disposal to build a life where you flourish under Him and enjoy Him. Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast wherever you stream it. You can also subscribe to the Passion City Church and Passion City Church DC podcasts for our full messages every Monday.